Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arman. And this episode is brought to you by micro.blog. Uh, before we get into the show, I wanted to have some follow-up from, from last week because we got several <laughs> several comments about people who loved the idea of the runkeeper but for making app, which I find <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> And also somebody sent, there's like these nerd badges, like sort of, you know, Girl Scout style, but they're for different achievements like that. And I swear something inside me did like a little dance of joy at the thought of embroidered badges. Like, you know, finish a project before starting a new one. Or... Oh, that's a good badge. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, or used up one project's worth of materials before buying new materials. Uh, also, you know, a, a large goal to work towards. So, uh, again, we'll see what happens with that. We can definitely design some, like, e-badges. I sound 60. <laughs> no, no, that's a good idea, because, like, you can make them look embroidered on the app, and it would, like, you could stitch it, like, virtually stitch it onto your little vest. Your achieve your achiever vest. <laughs> oh, I want an achiever sash. Ooh, okay, new project. Oh, and the the other piece of of follow up is that I can skate about ten or fifteen meters unassisted without falling. That's amazing. Woo! Very slowly and wobbly, but I can plow stop. But yeah, I can do. Some people call them bubbles. Some people call them scissors. But like where you go out and in and out and in with both feet. Oh yeah, I learned that on like ice skates. Like a million years ago. Yeah, I, I can do them on ice skates. Uh, I've never done them before on roller skates, but I'm, you know, I'm I'm slow and I'm wobbly, but I am having a ton of fun. And what's also, if you've heard me joke that um, my hair, which is purple, is, you know, as much for other people as it is for me, because like people are happy when they see it. It's kind of the same. Everyone who rode past, walked past. You know, they got big smiles. There's this couple who stopped and were like, oh, we used to, you know, go to roller discos in the 80s. <laughs> so bright turquoise skates will do that, I guess. But it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And I think it's good, like we were saying last time, to have, you know, a, a hobby that doesn't, I don't want to say doesn't matter to me, but you know what I mean, right? That That's not deep. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's good. Uh, do you want to report on your um, butterflies? Oh, sure. Um, uh, they're doing well. I am so fascinated with them. I watch them like I watch TV. Like I just stare. At them. <laughs> so they're all starting to form their chrysalises now. And so it's going to be pretty boring for the next 10 days, whereas they just kind of sit in there and hopefully come out. So they're well, I've, I still have one caterpillar left. He, that's still eating. It's still eating. And eventually, hopefully, it's my last chance to kind of see them form the chrysalis, which I'm very keen on seeing because I just I want to see how they do it. It looks so cool. I saw one kind of starting <laughs> to do it, but then it was like midnight and I was too tired and I couldn't stay up. So Aww. and I missed it. But they are entertaining. It's really cool. It's like a cool nature thing happening in the house that, you know, everyone in the house is, is pretty fascinated by it. So that's been really fun. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited for them to become butterflies, take really cool pictures of them and then send them on their way. Uh, so from from uh, nature and very real things, we wanted to talk today about apps that foster or inspire creativity or help you do creative things. You were you had this topic originally. What what was your sort of inroad when you thought of it? 
Uh, well, like I discovered a few new apps and certain like little things like there are very popular apps that I'm going to talk about. And then there are some like little smaller things. So I thought like between the two of us, we could come up with like a cool list of creative, helpful apps. And maybe there's one or two on there that our listeners haven't tried or are interested in trying out and uh, just a new to you kind of thing. And nothing too like deep or extensive because I'm not an app collector. I know there are a lot of um, people out there who just like love <laughs> finding new apps and they're like, oh, I use this one and only this one little feature is good. But the rest of it, you know, that's all I use it for. And you just have a thousand things on your phone. I'm not really like that. Um, I only I have a whole bunch of things on my phone, which because I just forget to delete them. But in general, I use a very small handful of apps that I use regularly. And so I wanted to discuss it. I thought it would be a nice, um, chill topic to bring up and maybe it will help some people. Yeah. And I want to say also, because I'm definitely not an app collector. I love cleaning up my phone. Uh, But I think something that maybe people don't think about even for very simple things like for Instagram is it a lot of people use and it's okay to use multiple apps to do to your pictures what you want to do to them. Right. Mm -hmm. Because like, you know, I'll use one app for maybe editing the photo and maybe use another one to clean up a certain area where there's debris or something that I don't want in the picture and then another one for putting text on things Uh, and you know that's it's you need different tools for different things you need super thin brushes and you need big brushes and you need wood glue and textile glue so I think for like that very simple creativity that a lot of people do you know engage in a lot of the time a lot of days uh, it can be fun to sort of just accept that it would be frustrating too but to just accept sometimes you need to go through multiple steps to do the thing that you want to want to do like I can quickly say that the the um, image editing apps that I use on my phone not on my iPad are uh, Snapseed for editing images I've used it for years I think it's great I do sometimes switch to an app called retouch because it's better at like the bigger retouching like magic disappearing things I'm sure you can use it for like eye bags or things but I mostly want to move wires out of the way (laughs) And then uh, a small app that I've discovered that is really good for putting text on things because it has like better fonts and more options to make the text look different. It's called Fonto, P-H-O-N-T-O. So those are my three like basic. And one that's really fun is called Magic Hour. That the only thing it does is you tell it where you are and it tells you when is magic or golden hour. Where oh, that's the light cool. is. Yeah. And it's it's really nice because you can just, you know, you set it to where you are, but it's really good for getting for getting good pictures. Oh, that's cool. I never even thought about that. For me, taking photos on my phone, the less complicated, the better. I don't really spend a ton of time doing a bunch of things. If like I want to edit out um, like a weird lens flare that I feel like really distracts my picture, I'll just go to Photoshop Express. I use that a ton. Um, The clone stamp is pretty good on there. And some of the... um, I don't I don't I don't even use the filters. I just mainly use it for like like you said editing out like a wire or like a funny thing in the background that is just distracting me. Mostly I take all my pictures on my phone and just do it and if I'm doing any kind of big editing I do that on my on my computer anyway. So um I kind of keep that off of the phone. But oh, another little app before getting into like some of the bigger arty ones um is Year of Color. I love this app. It is, it goes through your Instagram. Oh, yeah. And it like picks out the colors that you take the most photos of. But like you can really manipulate it a lot in the app. You can change it up. Like you can say um, that you don't want like any dull colors or you you want to focus on one other color. But I find like sometimes when I spend an afternoon playing with that, 
it is it gives you a really beautiful color palette that you didn't realize is already kind of your jam do you want to hear something hilarious okay because the other day i was commenting to pontus that because you know we you and i both like teals and turquoises and i was talking about how my feed is very a teal and b green because you know i do more stuff outside now because it's summer Mm -hmm. and we went to pick up some paint today to do a small project in our um small half bath and uh, the friend that was uh coming along pointed out afterwards that the two samples that I had picked to use together were basically the same colors of the dress I was wearing I am nothing if not like I held them up to my dress I was like yes these are the polka dots and these are the background so I think that app would laugh at me but yeah no it is it it is nice to because sometimes you don't see those trends yourself right you don't realize that all of the pretty things that you took pictures of were shades of pink or you know the things that you like to edit into other colors they were all blue and not only that but like the app you can like um it makes these like visualizations of the color so it structures them into these circles and you can move it around so like the circles are big on the outside small on the inside or it's more random or it's more organized and it really their little palettes that they make it really becomes super inspiring and i like to paint some of them like i like to take like make the app manipulate it into these colors and then I take that and I like I'll paint it on like a postcard or something like that so that it's it's a very zen cool way to kind of like use technology to tap into something that like you're already doing or like your aesthetic at like it's drawing information Mm -hmm. from your Instagram feed anyway and then you can add on top of that like manipulate it into a little bit more of an appealing thing and then you can translate it into a whole bunch of other things like yeah use it as like a color palette for even a another painting that you're working on or it could even be use uh, useful for a forced um like forced activity tool where it's like oh I'm only going to make some pieces of art in these colors and see what it comes out as so it's kind of like a cool little thing and I think that I use it in a way that most people would never use it I'm pretty sure most people just kind of like use it once a year at the end of the year to like you Mm -hmm. know post on their Instagram and just be like oh look at the colors but I kind of like to mess around with it more often and make something with it that's really fun I should do that I, I see you do it sometimes or other people, but I've seen you do it the most, I think, probably in my feed. And I go, ooh, that's cool. And then I don't know if I'm afraid to just be exposed as a teal phony. <laughs> just like everything is everything is turquoise. Hey, we like what we like. like. We like what we like. <laughs> right. Um, actually, when you said that, uh, it made me think of another like maybe silly, unexpected or very, very expected because I think it's it's easy sometimes to forget that a lot of the social media apps can also be like very creativity fostering or inspiring. Because when you were talking about painting um, the, the the swatches or circles, I remembered a TikToker that I follow who just matches colors. And I've seen a couple of people who do this, but you know, they'll, they'll, the, the viewers will suggest something or sometimes even send something or tell them to like match the skin of your hand. And he mixes up, paints i think they're oil oil paints and then shows by sort of swatching it on top of the thing of the color card or whatever it might be to show like hey it disappears and just watching that is so soothing but it's also taught me a lot i think about like color mixing theory Hmm. Mm -hmm. because he'll start with two shades where i'm like how are you going to get to 
this purple from there. And, you know, he keeps mixing and adding and he'll add in stuff where I would go like, well, I think that needs more blue. And then I'll, he'll pick up some brown and put it in. And I'm like, why? what are you? Oh, OK. No, you know what you're doing. And it's yeah. it's been really interesting. It's kind of like those um, paint mixing videos from paint stores where it just like shoots paint in and you guess what it's going to come out as. <laughs> and stuff like that, you know, like using using Instagram and, and TikTok and, and Pinterest to both like intentionally and kind of like with the color theory app unintentionally seeing what does it for you just like browsing mindlessly can be fun because it'll maybe show you what what you like when you don't have your artist thinky cap on right so another one that i it's it's a smaller app but it is more of like um it's kind of on the line of this like color idea is the copic app it's amazing. It has okay, so you can use oh, like it. The, the like the markers, like the markers. Yeah, it's their brand app, which you think like, oh yeah, every brand just kind of has like an app. But no, this one's amazing because there are so many colors of Copics, and it's so difficult to remember what you have in your collection when you're shopping for other ones or you want more. And with this app, you can catalog every single one that you have and it collects like you can have like little collections and you can see each color group as you move through it so like as you click through and in addition to that it shows you all of them that are available so you can also uh, star the ones that you really like or want to buy in the future like you're missing something and you're like gosh I just wish I had this it's so hard to remember that it's so hard to like just write it down in a random notebook and then remember like oh when I'm marker shopping where the heck do I put it or even just like making a random note about what you need but this app it collects them all so you're able to just like pop on in here because I mean if you're going Copic shopping you know you're going Copic shopping so (laughs) it's just like you can see all the ones that you have you can see the ones that like you might need refills for and then they also um, show you the different shading levels so you can like pick a color if this app does so much you won't even believe like it's even nice if you're not a Copic person it's even nice to like jump in there and just play with it and see what it is and then it's going to make you buy some Copics I I swear this sounds like both a dream and also incredibly dangerous oh it's so dangerous because they're so expensive but they're so good (laughs) and but like so like you can flip through and like find a color like let's say you find like YR09 and it shows you like all the shading so if you only do like one pass like the transparency of it like all the way through if you've you know layered it on a whole bunch so it's really very dynamic of an app. Some of them, you know, like are just pretty solid. Others, um, you know, shade, they shade more dramatically. And it definitely shows you that it is, it is such a wonderful system. It's set up so nice. It looks so pleasant. Like I just popped open all of the yellow greens. So not only does it like show you which ones you have in like a quick view, you can also kind of like with your stock, you can see them all and then it'll highlight out of those which ones you have. So it's like all the others are kind of dulled out and then you can put a star next to, ooh, I really like this one. I want to buy it in the future. So like there's so many different wonderful views of the different markers in this app so it's almost like it doesn't just tell you one way to organize it you can like mess on through the app and it's going to appeal to a lot of different organizational brain types and i think that that's what's really amazing about this i'm i'm looking (laughs) at it now and oh lord and i i really love that in like one of the views it's not just the numbers of like pink or red all together but they also show the different types of like caps or bottoms that they have so that you can really visualize it and I'm assuming that is very handy when you're looking for them in a store 
Oh, yeah, because there are certain colors that like will only come in one shape for some weird reason. But if you have the shape in one color, but you're like, oh, I wish I had the tip shape in another the same color, um, you can easily catalog that. So it doesn't just like assume by color. It assumes by marker type, too. So it's <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man, it's so good. So, yeah, you can go to your stock if you have, you know, if, uh, and then it's also really fun, like setting it all up and going through all your markers and checking them all off. Because <laughs> for such a long time, I was keeping a list and I just couldn't keep it up to date because it was it was too much of a mess. Uh-huh, yeah. And so it uh, it's it's awesome. You should just go check it out and play with it. Yeah, the Copic that, it's, marker app. it's called Copic Collection in the App Store, at least. We'll try to make sure that we link at least write down, but try to link as many as possible of these so mm-hmm. that you can find them because I'm sure we're going to call a lot of them something weird or something that is actually an, another app. I kind of want to hang up now and just play with this app. I'm not going to because that's rude. <laughs> but like, Oh, I should have saved this one for last. <laughs> <laughs> but like I there's when you're just like scrolling through here, like you can look at a picture and it'll tell you the colors in different parts of the Ooh, I'm going to be of no use to you now. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I love when like when you touch each marker, even like the great like it pops up and it's like it's like boop. Like it was in and a, then it pops a down. Yeah. See, I, yeah, love, I so... love stuff like that. Yes, yeah, sometimes just like great. collection organization apps because I've joked that I should have just like an Excel file uh in my documents that's just like all the eyeliners I've tried and if I liked or didn't like them because I'm always on the hunt for the perfect liquid eyeliner. And most of the time I can remember, but then, you know, some companies will like change their packaging, but it's still the same one or it'll look the same, but they'll have. And I feel like I should be better about that. I'm pretty good on my yarn collection. That's pretty like logged and cataloged, but I should do something about my fabrics. Ooh, this ooh, this yeah. this is gonna be a very sexy project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, like if if there were more apps like this for brands, I think like people would become much more brand loyal <laughs> because it makes me not want to buy any other kind of marker. Oh, absolutely, because I know I can like catalog these so so well. And if you like mess around the app a little bit more, like you'll and if you swipe around on areas that you don't think you could swipe, you'll find like even more organizational features. Like if you're in the um the shade picker if you swipe to the side it lets you star or check off your markers from there too and not just from the marker picker yeah it's just it's so good hey it's it's good so that you don't buy the same marker over and over again because you think keep thinking like oh i remember that i was looking for the perfect grass green but you can also see like well this one is going to be too similar to the one i have and don't like so i shouldn't buy that one Yeah. And having it just right on your phone, it's always it's going to be at the store with you anyway, or it's so easy to pull up even if you're, you know, shopping online. Or if you're like, you know, sending a friend to the art supply store. Do you know what is uh, both an app and a website? Oh, what? (laughs) Our sponsor this episode. Oh, yes. Our episode this week is sponsored by micro.blog. And if you are a maker, artist, and or crafter who wants to share your creative passions, join micro.blog where you'll find kindred spirits. And maybe you can uh, show off the Copic app and everyone everyone can show off their Copics on (laughs) micro.blog. Definitely. Uh, Micro.blog is an easy to use blogging platform where you can write blog posts, short or long, share photos and video. You could even host a podcast. But it is also a friendly community of people with a wide range of interests who share and comment via the social timeline. And all of that is backed by strong community guidelines, which are, drumroll, enforced. 
But new that we can tell you about right now is uh, beside the Twitter style timeline that micro.blog has, there's also a companion app called Sunlit, which I just heard that as a sound first and then realized it's Sunlit as in a photo because you can use it to post to look post and look at photos. So it's more like Instagram. But again, as we keep keep going on and on about without that algorithm controlling what you see. And I've been been um, I've been playing with it a little bit and it feels, again, kind of silly to be like, this is what the internet is supposed to be. But I think what I like is it's uh, sort of if you just go to a discover page, because the Instagram discover page is a mess. Uh, and it, it's like, well, I showed you this once and you didn't, you know, send me an angry notice about it. So I'm going to show you way more of it. And I'm like, no, I just want to see pretty pictures. And this feels like because it's not trying to you know sell you stuff or sell the advertisers you as a thing it doesn't care about trying to be strategic it's like here here are good things that people are posting if you don't want to look at the the text part of micro.blog right at that moment and i think that's i think that's fun i don't know if, if this is like me going into middle age and being like i like my apps the way they used to be <laughs> but i think that's also okay and then micro.blog will you know fulfill that for you It is. It feels a lot more like the way apps used to be. And I really miss that. So if you've always wanted to share your work, but have felt lost or like discouraged by the big social media sites, go to micro.blog and meet fellow makers of all kinds and the rest of the community who share interesting things they love. Micro.blog hosting starts at $5 per month and you can use your own domain name and you can even cross post to Twitter, Tumblr, and Mastodon. So using your own domain name, your posts reside on your blog that you control. So you can use micro.blog via Mac, iOS, and Android as well as the web. If you're ready to try a different blogging and social media experience, head to micro.blog slash make do and you'll be able to sign up for free and try all of the features of micro.blog for two months free. And they updated our landing page. So when you go to micro.blog slash make do, they've added some pictures from makey people on the on the on the app, which I think is sweet. I just they hooked me... us up. <laughs> it's fancy. <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, again, micro.blog slash make do for a two month free trial. Our thanks to micro.blog for supporting this show and all of Relay. So some other creative apps besides micro.blog, which totally fits <laughs> in right now, which is a completely uh, you know creative inspiring app. I want to talk about some of like the bigger ones. Well, for I have one more small one before mm-hmm. I go into the big ones that everyone's kind of expecting. Um, This one's called Art Anatomy, and it is a app that you can see the anatomy of every, like, uh, okay, so mostly people, right? Um, But you can, like, (laughs) click on, um, let's say you click on a skull, right? Everyone loves skulls. They're so cool. So you can click on it, and it immediately, you can move it around this 360 view, and and you can see, like, all different parts of the bone and it's it's very cool that you can like set up a visualization of these like body parts if you're like into drawing bones or any or even just like for anatomy reasons if you're drawing figures and you can position it exactly how you want and then you can like draw it from there so like you get these amazing angles the lighting is dynamic it shows you like highlighted areas it's so cool you can and then in addition to that you can kind of like learn about things so it's this it's this really cool app that gives you 
like anatomical views. You can see um, you can see it in drawing style. You can see it in 3D mode. You can see it in a photo of like different figures posing. It just has tons and tons and tons of resources for figures and things. If you're not like if you don't want to just, you know, troll around the Internet in order to find like the position that you want or if you're even self-conscious of having a whole bunch of photos of yourself on your phone or you just want to like, you know, add extra like dynamics to your drawings, they this is it's an incredible app. I learned about it from my anatomy class that I took um, at uh, the New York Academy of Art. So it is it's a really, really good resource. Yeah, I definitely have some ridiculous reference photos on my phone. And sometimes they're just of my hand. Again, dignified. Hands are hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hands are so hard. But like, so yeah, you can, um, you know, you could do this all, all different parts. And it's just cool that you can kind of like move it around and be like, ooh, look at the spine. It has all this like <laughs> ridgy goodness. Like it's very, it's very cool. Yeah, I could kind of just like mess around in this app. This is another app that even if I'm not directly doing art things, um, it is very useful. Uh, I do have to say the body types are pretty um, stagnant. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the one criticism I would have of this app. It's it's pretty like uh, idealized body types. It's just like skin on top of bones. Just like not, not, not like in, in a derogatory sense, just like it's a body and then they just like sort of covered it right right yeah there's no um there there isn't a lot of uh body type variation in it it is just like here is muscle on top of bone like that's it um and so it's more for like structure and positioning and if you do like drawing bones like there are bones yeah so it's a it's a very very good resource and i think that most um art people would enjoy having this on their phones that is so cool i'm gonna i'm gonna look that up and again i should not start looking this up on my phone because i'm gonna stop talking to you (laughs) i wanted to ask do you have pro because like when we're talking about the maybe obvious ones do you have procreate on your list or did you figure that that was too much of a given oh i have it on my list okay do you want to talk about procreate (laughs) not sponsored um Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's my most used art app. Like it is, I use it more than anything else. I do have a criticism of it, which I will put out there right up front before I start saying all of the good, wonderful things that I love about it. It doesn't save to the cloud. And that makes me insane. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm going to lose everything. And I only like really back up every once in a while to the cloud. You have to force download everything from Procreate. It like holds all of your stuff hostage. I hate that. I recently discovered that because I, I I don't use a lot of brushes. Do you use, do you use a lot of like special brush packs? It depends on what I'm doing. If I'm trying to emulate like painting, then yes, I use a lot of special brushes because I just like the the dynamic um, abilities of most of them. But if I am drawing like dot tiff or something, I have I made my own brush for her. So like <gasps> it just doesn't move at all. Like I can rely on it every time. I know it's not going to change. Okay, I don't need to change the size. Fancy. Yeah. I know I'm so fancy. <laughs> I just like edited one other brush so it, like it doesn't change its size. And some some of the brushes that it comes with with feels very much like playing like on your dad's or mom's computer when you were a teenager. Be like, <laughs> this makes leaves. This makes stars. This adds a lens flare. But some of them yeah. are so useful. I think my favorite thing about the brushes is using them for very obviously something else entirely than what they were 
clearly intended for, you know, like, well, I can use this weird wood texture thing at a certain setting to make this skin look, you know, I don't know why Mm -hmm. that always tickles me a little bit extra. I saw someone recently who had made a set of brushes for different styles of black hair. So it could give you braids, tight curls, coils, like as a brush. And I was like, that is, it breaks my brain that people figure out how to do that so that it, because I mean, it's easy to make a, a bad brush like that, but it was, it was really, I'll see if I can remember who it was and I'll, I'll link them then. Yeah. There's a bunch of artists that will sell their brush packs for Procreate. So like you could stamp an eyebrow and not even really think about it. Um, It's actually pretty easy to make brushes in Procreate, which is one of the things I really like about it. And one of the the things that um, is helpful to do, I don't do this, but I should, is uh, if you are drawing like a character over and over again, you can very easily like make a brush stamp of their head, right? And like you're moving around. Like their basic features. Yeah. So like it's always consistent every single time. Like you can make like maybe like 12 brushes of like different head positions. And so that way you can have it consistent every single time if like you're locked in to this is exactly what I want to draw. Because sometimes if you don't draw for a little while, you're like, oh, I have to like re-remember how to do this and what I would do is I would go into an old drawing and then and then copy it out onto a new canvas and then I would drop the opacity and then I would start a new layer and I Mm -hmm. would kind of like trace over it and I think that that's a totally legit way to do it because that's the way animators work right like they they reuse cells so that way it stays consistent but instead of doing that in, in something like Procreate, you can make a brush. So you have like a whole brush pack of your character and you can more easily put them into situations and you can spend your time uh, coming up with new creative things for them to do as opposed to just trying to get a consistent drawing of them over and over again. Because that's not sometimes what you your your ultimate goal is at that time but you have that already because you drew it in the first place so why not make a brush that makes it easier for you to recreate these things over and over again so procreate does a lot of stuff like that i feel like we should do an episode that is just you telling me about all the stuff i don't know about procreate uh, i was thinking <laughs> about animators as well that you know like you can find the same big shape person dance in like eight different Disney movies. You know, like this bear is doing the same dance in every movie. I recently um, saw something about like, you know, Hannah Barbera that did a ton of Cartley Jetsons and and, uh, Yogi Bear and stuff. The reason that almost all of their characters have something around their neck, like a collar or a necktie, is because then they didn't have to animate the body. They could just like have the body and then the head would sit on top and they would only have to animate the face for most things and the necktie made a good place or the collar or like the color of the dress made a good place so that you wouldn't see the overlap of the moving cells and the still so they saved a ton of money on that yeah so that's there's like you can do that stuff on your ipad which is so awesome i mean procreate also has an animation feature in it if you are into it um I love the way that they work with shading. And I think that if you play around with the brushes, you can really manipulate a lot of things into becoming so much more arty than you would think. Like at first it feels like, oh, it's like a doodle app, but then you can get some really beautiful dynamic stuff, even if you're just drawing on it. Like even if you're just not, like you're not using all of the features that it can do, Mm -hmm. you're just kind of static drawing. I feel like that's what makes this app really great is that 
it doesn't require you to take the deep dive and know every single part of this app in order to use it and make it function as a practical art tool. You can just go, jump right in, pick a brush and start creating something with it. But there is a lot of deep dive also. <laughs> Right. Or you can take the deep dive and you can start making your own brushes and you can start with, you know, you could do layers and you can do changing the opacity and like you you can really get um, a lot of uh, a lot of mileage out of this app when it comes to beginner all the way up to expert. That is very cool. I have learned things today. Thank you, Tiff. <laughs> You're welcome. What other apps do you have? I have one more after but uh i want to hear what else uh you've brought to the podcast today um well i actually you reminded me of and i think we've talked about this before i also like sort of connecting to the color a year in color all of the different color matching games and i think we've talked about them like maybe two years ago or something because they also help me think about color help me train my brain for color i know there's a ton of them i can't remember which one i liked best but you know what i mean like where there's just like a ton of little squares of color and you have to organize them by um, value or intensity and stuff which is funny because I, I think those. i think i told you uh last year for the color theory class that i started uh i also i had to do that but both with actual little slots and then i had to paint some paint match some of them but just to talk about like again value intensity color shade all that and yeah so th i think that's again those like little simple things but that are good good for the brain what's your what's your last app so my last app is a pretty advanced one that i didn't know about and so i took um during the whole pandemic and everything being from home i took a digital drawing class because i felt like oh digital drawing that's a perfect class to take online you know it doesn't really <laughs> matter if you're in a classroom sitting with your ipad or you are on a zoom call sitting with your ipad it kind of felt the same so I took that class and they used um, Art Studio Pro. And this is on the iPad. It is very much like the Photoshop of drawing, even more than Procreate. There are a lot of um, different uh, levels of ability in this app. You can get pretty deep with like how how far you go. But the response in the brushes and the blending is much nicer than in Procreate. I feel like Art Studio Pro, it really feels like you are painting. Like it, it gives you mm -hmm. more of um, a liquid feel to the paint and the the response and, and the opacity levels that you can achieve. So we learned in that. And so that class kind of taught me, it, it first like walked you through the app and then we did some drawings through it. And I even have a couple of them up on my... Um, my art Instagram, which uh, has been since very neglected. So um, if you want to go check any of those out, uh, it's probably just like one. Uh, but I I, uh, I really would like to spend a lot more time in this app. I think it's really cool. And I never even considered it before. So that is, um, that's a big thing. And I think that it, uh, it's really very, it's really very neat. And I think that someone who is into digital drawing and creating digital art will find this app to be um, really, really helpful. And I believe you pay for it. I'm pretty well, it's the pro version. So I'm pretty sure you pay for it. But it feels really worth it. There, there are a lot of tools, the idea of paying for an app, I know a lot of people, especially like a higher priced app, a lot of people bulk at that. But when it comes to getting you know, accurate and and really intricate art tools. 
you kind of need to put the money into it. I think that it will greatly enhance your experience as opposed to like just getting like a laggy doodle app. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get out of it what you really want because like it was a free quick app. Like think about the developers who are making these things. Like if they're pouring a ton of like time and money and person power into creating these apps, you know, you're going to want something that had a lot of care put into it. Because when you are using it to make art, you want that same level of care to be able to come out of it. So I would highly suggest um, if you are into um, painting, and you want to get more into digital painting, and you've already kind of like messed around and procreate, and, and you really like it, I feel like the next step is kind of Art Studio Pro for you to like, try it out and get a little bit deeper. It's like we've we've said before, like you can do stuff with the kitty brushes and the kitty paint but you're gonna have oh people do amazing things with them yeah right? like of course but they can it, it can also sometimes be really nice to have have the better tools that also sounds really yeah fun. and the one thing about arts yeah uh, well the one thing about art studio pro i do suggest either watching a bunch of youtube videos or taking some sort of class to get your way around it it's almost like handing somebody photoshop and being like okay kid drive right like it's <laughs> it's uh i, I enjoy that mix overwhelming and weird yeah, you you need more help with this app than you would with something like Procreate. I feel like Procreate, you can like it. It looks a little fluffier. Mm-hmm. Procreate's like the fluffier app. This is more of like the technical app, but like it has icons that are pretty standard. You know, the little pointy finger, the eraser, the dropper, like the little mm-hmm. you know um, uh, slashy square, like the dash squares. You know, like you can get what you are doing. Like these these symbols are universal. But I feel like in order to pull a lot more out of this app, you do need a little bit more of a helping hand to figure out how to use it. To, to step very briefly into into um, Meetspace and that app, do you use special tips for your uh, Apple Pencil? No, I use a standard one. Okay, because I've been seeing you know a ton of things where it's like, well, this uh, this um, this tip makes your iPad feel like paper or like different surfaces. And I, I can't decide if I want to try it or if I'm super skeptical or if I think it's true, but I still don't want to try it. You know, I think the paper, the paper, like, like films or, or tips that you put on things. I think that that is a great way to translate when someone is very used to drawing on paper to translate them into digital. Um, I personally like the glide of digital, like the, the glide of the standard uh, iPad, like naked iPad and the regular pencil, because that's how I learned how to digital art. I never had anything different. I did more drawing digitally than I ever have on paper. Mm -hmm. So that feel to me feels natural and it, I, it doesn't bother me. I don't feel like I'm going to enhance my experience by adding it in, like by making it more paper like, because that's for not me, what digital after. art is what it is. <laughs> like it's just it's the glidey, slippery screen. Like I, I might need one of those gloves though, so I don't like. Keep I was just gonna stuff. say the, the same thing. Do you, um, if if you had to pick for the rest of your life and on a desert island, I guess if you had to choose between Procreate and Art Studio, which one would you pick? Oh, Procreate. Quick, uh, of course I'd pick Procreate because well, <laughs> you can't download it to a cloud anyway. So if you're on a desert island, there's no cloud to download <laughs> your stuff to. So true. you're just locked in. Um, but overall, I find Procreate a lot more fun, mm-hmm. and I find Art Studio Pro to be a lot more serious. I I get serious work out of Art Studio Pro that I'm like, I look back at you know the when you look at the um your little galleries that you have there, right? Like I uh-huh. look back at those and I'm like. 
damn, those look like paintings. Like those are, that's some serious art I did. Like I mm-hmm. arted <laughs> all over this app. But whereas I look at um, my Procreate, uh, my Procreate gallery, it is a whole bunch of like sketches and little jokes and it's full of dot .tiff stuff. It's full of, I make patterns on there for all of my stained it's glass It's like work. a living document. Yeah. It's much more of like a giant messy sketchbook and Art Studio Pro feels like a canvas. If that makes sense. That's a really nice way to, to put it. Uh, I think, as always, we would love to get suggestions and tips from the audience because, you know, many thousand heads are better than two or <laughs> many thousand phones have more apps than two. Um, but and I also kind of the way that I was like, use Instagram, Instagram, but like the 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 ones that we might not think of, like to identify different kinds of plants. How does that inspire you? Or help oh, you. I love those apps. Yeah. Yes. You know, like those those things. Where do you find your random inspiration? What are the ones you use every day? What are the ones you couldn't couldn't live without? So please let us know. Yeah, we would love to hear those. And you can tell us that. Well, first, you can find all of our picks and the links to a lot of these apps. Um, we will put those up in our show notes, which you can find at relay.fm slash make do. And we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. And our email is make at gmail.com for all of your app suggestions that you are going to send us. You can also find us individually at Tiff Arment and at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. Thanks to micro.blog, another app for sponsoring this episode. And for being a creative community that we can uh, find our creativity from. You know, every time you say my username, I do a little dance when you say S-K-O-T-T. Like a wiggle (laughs) in my seat. Well, now I'm going to visualize that every single time. (laughs) We'll be back in a fortnight. And until then, go make and do. And click. And download a few of these apps. (laughs) 